0: Today is Christ the King Sunday. It's kind of an unheralded celebration in the church. We often like to move right on ahead to Advent and then Christmas, and we sort of have this day here that separates the two out. And it is a day where we recognize, we take some time to recognize who Jesus is and what it means that He is the King of King and the Prince, King of Kings and the Prince of Peace. Now, I for one really need this reminder, actually more than a day, but I'll take the one day I can get. Because in this day and age, in our current culture and political climate, we need a reminder regularly of who is sitting on the throne. And today, on this day, we get this one final reading from Matthew's Gospel. It's yet another kind of uncomfortable passage. We've been in them for a handful of months now. And today we hear about sheep and goats. Now, many of us have likely heard parts of this text before today. It's often what we draw on when we need examples and it's time to come to talk about social justice and activism. Jesus tells us that we need to take care of the hungry and thirsty and needy. And in this text, he actually punishes those who don't. So we hear this and we hear, okay, sheep are good, goats are bad. I mean, the sheep get called righteous, right? They get all this praise. So, of course, we want to be sheep, right? I mean, sure, we try to be sheep, right? But our uncomfortable reality is that we're probably goats, right? I mean, we try, right? Who? How many of you have ever not given food or clothing to someone on the street that needed it? Yeah, thank you for raising your hand the last service they all kept their hands down and I was like cool just me all right that's great. Sure I occasionally have go bags and cub cards to hand out to people but even just this last week I was on Snelling Avenue in St. Paul and there was as there often is a guy with a cardboard sign asking for help and it didn't have anything with me but because I'd read that I should at least smile and make eye contact. That's what I did. So I smiled and I waved and he smiled and waved back and then the light turned green and I felt comfortably smug about what a good person I am and I drove on. Anyone else ever done that? Thank you. Okay, see, also making me feel better. Great. But that is not what this gospel says, is it? It doesn't say I was begging for help and you smiled and waved at me. It says I was Hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was a stranger. You welcomed me. I was in prison and you visited me. There's no waving or making eye contact in there at all, actually. And so that means unless you're completely selfless 100% of the time and you serve the needy in every one of these categories at all moments, and all days, and if that's you... Maybe come talk to me after church, because I really want to know how you do it. But if that's not you, then you're probably a goat. Now, three years ago, I preached on this very text, and got really excited when I found the magical rare, but not made up, it is real, goat-sheep hybrid called a geep. Does anybody remember this sermon? And I said, we're all geeps. And I got very excited about the fact that this existed in the world, right? And this was... I preached on the geep because I wanted to feel better about the goat qualities that I knew were a part of me, but I also wanted to hold up the part that I was still mostly sheep, right? I was a little bit of geep, but still sheep, too. So I found the geep, which is real. Again, I did not make that up. It's a real thing. But I know that also the goat qualities are very much a part of me, right? Because... I didn't want to feel completely horrible. I mean, I make eye contact with homeless people, so I'm obviously a little sheepy, but, you know, while I love the idea that we're both, we are geep, this time around, I think it's maybe time for me and all of us to own up to the reality that as much as we want to be sheep, we are goats. Now, in our current media-savvy culture, goat is not always a bad thing, right? Right? Uh, Anybody know what this acronym stands for? Greatest of all time. Thank you. And P.S. I had a couple of people come up to me after the last service and be like, I had a really hard time hearing goats were bad because goats stands for greatest of all time. And then you said it. And I was like, you're welcome. So there we go. The greatest of all time. This label is given to people like Beyonce and Prince and Michael Phelps and Serena Williams. Right? The greatest of all time. So maybe it might be kind of hard for you to hear that goats are bad when we sort of use it as something good. But unfortunately, in today's gospel, goats are not good. Actually, really not good. In fact, in this story today, if you're labeled as a goat, you are sent away from God into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Yikes, right? So then we hear this story and we... We get this bottom line that we're all goats and God's reign is coming and Christ is the king and we're all going to be sent to live with the devil. And it does not feel that great of a story, does it? Hearing this parable, while knowing deep down that I'm more goat than sheep, always makes me feel some combination of guilt and fear. Guilt that I haven't done what I was supposed to do. Fear that really nothing I do will ever be good enough because of that one hungry person I missed somewhere along the line. And that's kind of the point. Exactly the point, actually. We have here the heart of the problem and why the gospel cannot simply be watered down to this formula of do this stuff and you'll be okay. Because if we make that the gospel, then we'll never be okay. If it's up to us, we will always get it wrong. So it's got to be about something else, right? I want to focus in on a few details that caught my attention when I read this passage this time around. The first is the question that's asked by both the people on the left and the people on the right, the sheep and the goats. They ask, when? When, God, did we see you hungry or thirsty or naked or a stranger or in prison? When? Now, the good sheep and the bad goats, neither of them had any idea of who they were helping or ignoring. And the surprise of both the sheep and the goats in this parable tells us something important. It tells us that the kingdom of God is not based on a point system where if you do good, you get a check mark over here, and if you do bad, you get a check mark over here. You better hope that these add up to more than over here. Right? It it tells us that if they would have known it was a point system, then they wouldn't have been so surprised. Right? If you're a sheep and you're doing good stuff, you're like, yeah, I'm a sheep. I knew I would get this. Right? They would have known that their lack of service would count against them or their service would count for them. So the surprise of both Of those on the left and the right tells us this big important thing about the kingdom of God and that it's not a merit-based kingdom so then the question becomes well what kind of kingdom is it what is this kingdom of God that we celebrate coming here on this Christ the King Sunday what is it all about When Jesus sits on the throne in this story and separates the people into two categories, notice how he calls them. He says, come, you that are blessed by my Father. He says that to the sheep. And then to the goats, he says, depart, you that are cursed. Anybody notice the small difference between those two? The blessing is given by God. And the curse is not attributed to God. Come, you that are blessed by my Father. Depart, you that are cursed. Stop. See, the kingdom of God is about blessing. And the kingdom of this world is not. Anyone who has had to be a human being in this world knows our culture is not so big on handing out blessings. Instead, the kingdom of this world tells us a lot of things that feel a lot more like curses. You hear that you're not enough or that you don't have enough or that you're dirty or ugly or dumb, that you need to get ahead, that popularity and power are the most important things and that being kind is secondary to being first. It's almost like the goats act all goaty because they've believed the things that have been said about them and the messages they've heard all the time. It's almost like they believe they aren't worth anything, so they act as if they aren't worth anything. I mean, what difference does it make? Now, the sheep says have been, they've been blessed by God. And it is the sheep that act in ways which are a part of the kingdom of God, not of the kingdom of this world. Now, the word used there in the Greek for blessing is in a perfect tense. Now I know, grammar, not that exciting. And some of you just decided this was the perfect time to tune out. But, stay with me. The verb in the perfect tense, a verb that's in the perfect tense, is an action that has been completed in the past, once and for all, not needing to be repeated. So the verb of the blessing that they have had has been completed in the past, once and for all, not needing to be repeated. See, these sheep have been blessed by God. Notice, in the past, not because of the things they did, but before they ever fed the hungry or clothed the naked. See, God's kingdom is not based on merit, but on blessing, because the blessing was given before any of the good stuff happened. You see, it's not that God has declared one good and the other bad, it's that the sheep believed Who God said they were, and the goats believed what the world said. See, I like to think that maybe the goats were also blessed, but they just didn't buy it. And to me, this all comes back to fear the fear that if I don't do things the right way, or help the right people, or keep my eyes open for Jesus at all the right times and places, that I'm going to be sent away. So then I just work harder and do more stuff and try harder and I run myself ragged. This comes back to the fear that tells us, well, maybe the curse is right. Maybe I am not enough. Maybe I really am not worthy. It's hard to hope when you're scared. It's hard to help others when you're so fearful you can't see past it the people who need you. See, the sheep believe the blessing and the goats believe the curse. When we live into this blessing, when we live into who God has declared us to be, when we claim that power and that freedom we have, it changes everything. Because understanding who you are as a child of God means you can stop being so afraid, stop working so hard, and just see more clearly where God is asking you to go. Lutheran pastor Nadia Bolts Weber said that knowing you are blessed by God changes how you serve your neighbor. So what if this parable, this story that Jesus tells, has always been not about which one you are, or think you are, or afraid you are, What if this story has always been about who God has already declared you to be? See, today we're going to gather around the font with Quentin and Wally and Lucas and Jonas, and we're going to hear in real time that blessing given by God, that blessing that has been given to all of us. When you hear it said to them this morning, let it remind you of your own blessing. You are a beloved child of God. You've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. That blessing is yours even before you ever do a thing. The kingdom of God is not about merit, but about blessing. I think what the thing that separates the sheep from the goats in today's text is not that one received a blessing and the other one didn't, but that one chose to live out of that blessing. On this reign of Christ Sunday, it's not a question of whether you're in or out or even if you're a sheep or a goat, but a question of membership, of identity, of which kingdom are you a part? Which king do you serve? And then Jesus tells us what that looks like. What you do to the least of these, you do to me. See, this kingdom is about blessing, ours, and then the blessing we there take out into the world and offer those in need. It's in the work we do, and there is so much work to do. But I believe we can do it. I believe we can live into the blessing of this kingdom of God, not the kingdom of the world, but the blessing we are given as members of this kingdom, the body of Christ. And I get it. This is hard to believe. It's easier to believe what the world says. It's easier sometimes to work and try and try your hardest and and do the things to work it out on your own. It's easier to doubt that the blessing might include you. So, for all of those, and for all of us who are always and forever goats, have I got news for you? This is the last lesson Jesus gives his disciples before they head into Jerusalem, where he is arrested and put to death, and then before he rises again for you and for me, so that our sin and all of our goat like qualities and all the ways we still believe the curse. Will not have the final say. God has the final say. Christ is the King of this kingdom, and He gives us a blessing of love. Christ is King in this kingdom, and this kingdom is about blessing. For that, we give thanks. Amen.